Welcome to episode 61 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, wearing baggy pants, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined today by the slightly orangey-coloured Simon Evans, I just realised in the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, flux. It's because of flux. Well, you know, get some cream for that. And <laughs> the passion fruit tea sipping Lara McLean. Thank you. It's very you delicious. It's called... It sounds good. It's mm. called Tiora. Because it's like Cura from New Zealand, which means welcome. Oh, look that's at that. pretty cool, actually. I like that. Look at that episode barely started. We've all learned something. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? Yeah, good. Okay. Um, speaking of Definitely. New Zealand, have you heard that um, Pods, the the chocolate, I guess the, con- the, the little crispy chocolate snacks. Oh, yeah, God, I'm scared the, about the, the next words. Delicious. Coming, yeah snacks are being discontinued <gasps> i know Wait, what, what does that have to do with new zealand did new zealand cancel it uh, well look, i don't i don't know but i saw it on a new zealand website and it was like oh goodbye to like <laughs> iconic to, <laughs> no! to this iconic kiwi snack as it joins you know the the, league, the likes of and listed off a whole bunch of others so i don't know if it's oh. just new zealand that they're no like they're being discontinued in or if it's going to affect australia as well. Just send to Arden. I'm talking to you, friend of the show. Hey. That just broke stop, my heart a little that. bit. They're nice. Yeah, They're like the them. evolution of TV snacks. Yeah, absolutely. Because oh, TV, TV snacks. snacks. Oh, God. TV snacks are great, but you <laughs> always want a little sticks. bit more from them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. As long as they don't get rid of LP, but I don't think they can because that's like that's like water to them. What's LP? Oh, it's like creamy oh. lemonade. Oh, it's Ooh. so good. So Ooh. good. It's in usually in Coles. Go to the Coles in the Kiwi section. Of oh Coles. wait, the Kiwi, the Kiwi section at every Coles. It's all the same food except for LNP. LNP or LMP? L and P. So it's lemon. LNP. It's lemon okay. and pyroa is what it is. So L and P. Lime and P. <laughs> Lime and P. Together at last. <laughs> I th- maybe maybe oh, I, I have had it. My tea. Oh no. Oh, my tea. Look at all going downhill. Yeah, yeah. I went. I know we like to talk about just different outings we've had. I guess. I guess you know. Luckily in Australia, we can go out a little bit more. Um, not in WA to, at the moment. Not in WA at the moment. <laughs> but uh, me and my partner went to Hot Pot last night. You never been Hot Pot Hot Pot before? We went to Panda oh. Hot Pot, and like a, there's like a massive stone dragon suspended from the ceiling, and there's uh, TVs on the, on the roof. So they like, they light up in like skies and patterns and stuff like that. And this woman comes out, she's playing one of those, um, I don't know what they're called. They're like the uh, classic like uh, Chinese guitar thing. Chinese guitar. Being with mandolin. That. Maybe. That somewhat educated guess. I could be entirely wrong. That sounds about right, but she was amazing. And we're eating like all these good food, you dip them in the water. The reason that's in my head is after you said you got, um, before the show we are talking about getting, uh, Attacked by various foods, um, and Lauren was talking about getting like prawn scales and spikes underneath your nails, and that like made me squirm because I remember like last night they got I got really close to that happening, and there would have oh, been chili yeah. and oh, maybe that's what this black line on my nail is. What well, a chili, just a single chili, just like a, a prawn's uh, <laughs> prawn's little beak. 
the little the little, little antennae. Oh. They're real sharp too. People don't realize they have horns. Yeah, they do. Mm. Some of them have got poison in them. Mm-hmm. For real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can like you can get. I mean, well, there's the infection from the fact that you might have a the prawns are dirty, you know, but also from poison possibility. Well, uh, kind viewer, shit you not, we're actually a gaming podcast, so we can get into <laughs> some video games. Like, we talk about video to be, games. To be fair, it's been a quiet week. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of information coming out lately about like different previews for the game, like Return was getting some mad previews right now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. Mm. Um, and we'll discuss, about, discuss that more next week because we're not good enough to get it early. Whoa. One well, day. But maybe one day. One day. That's the plan. One day soon. Um, but we do have our own little preview in the work for uh, Pokemon Snap. Comes out Friday, April 30th. Same as Returnal. Uh, it's this year's equivalent of the the Doom Animal Crossing day last year. Mm. Um, so not too long till we get to explore the Lentil region. Um, and I thought we should discuss it because I'm sitting down with a, two of the biggest Pokemon fans I know. And Keelan's not here to be a spoil sports. So me like, oh, nice Pokemon, you fucking losers. <laughs> Keelan, you, I know you're mixing this. You know what? You could listen to this all. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to this several you have to times. Listen to this all several times to mix on it, repeat. So. <laughs> What can you do? It's going to be so mad. Now, over the last few weeks, we've uh, seen a whole heap of new trailers for new Pokemon Snap um, that show off some of the, the new features um, that are being introduced. So, I mean, similar to the OG Pokemon Snap uh, from back in 99, which is over 20 years ago. And that's Jesus Christ. Don't. Um, don't. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like how linear time works. Uh, new Pokemon Snap sends you out on a quest to complete the Pokedex. But instead of catching Pokemon, you'll be taking happy little snaps of them. Um, the better happy or more, more unique your photo is, the higher the score. If you get enough good pictures, you get to Wonderful. move on to the next area. <laughs> Every comment on YouTube is like, is Professor Oak still going to say that I'm wonderful? I need that. <laughs> um, so you get a good enough score on your photo and you, know, you can move on to the next area. In the demo, we see confirmed areas are jungle, ocean, forest, and desert. But you imagine there'll be... Dozen, no, not Ooh, dozen, do dozen like, more, but there'll be a fair few more. Secret areas like there was in the original Pokemon Snap? Guaranteed. I think, guaranteed, yeah. Guaranteed. Fun. Now, in the Fun original Pokemon everyone. Snap, could you revisit places at night? No. No. Uh, to be fair, I've only played uh, the OG Pokemon Snap once. <gasps> um, I told my partner, who's uh, quite a big Nintendo fan, quite a big Pokemon fan, that I had never played it. And... Um, Kind of in a blink of an eye, she had set it all up and sat me down and said, play it now or I'll leave you, which is a fair call. Um, and I, you know, you can, you can play the original one all in a day. Um, it's not that you play long, the original but I one loved in two it. hours. <laughs> like, I adore it. It's so fun. And I, it is good time. I think we've, we've spoken about the problems we all have with Pokemon, the Pokemon series, uh, you know, multiple times. One of mine is I'm, I'm sick of battling Pokemon. I love the world of Pokemon, but I hate that you're always taking on that same role. So taking, taking photos of them mm. is, is, is amazing. And especially since I played Pokemon Snap, what, seven years ago, um, I've gotten really into photo modes in games. Not that I'm any good at them, but, you know, I've got more <laughs> of an interest in it now. So this game coming out now on the Switch, it's going to look beautiful. 
just ticking all the boxes for me. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to really enjoy this. Um, now, one of the tricks, 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 that's the word I'm trying to say, to a high score in new Pokemon stuff, uh, is capturing, quote, rare Pokemon behavior on film. Now, often these need to be induced with some um, fairly basic interaction. So what did you have in the first one? You could throw apples, apples at them. Um, could you, you throw whistle? apples at them? There was like a... There was like a smoke ball thing. Yeah, there was, there? A, like a, there was a smoke ball that made them angry. Sorry. This, and there might have been a flute. Be, sorry, go on. There may, it may have been a... I think there was a flute at one point as well. There was. There was a flute because you could... Yeah, I remember the, there, there was like some audible thing. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I think this is going to be a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of segues this episode. I think. Um, you mentioned smoke grenades. Have you mm. seen that video of Marilyn Manson smoke grenade? No. What? It seems to have been deleted off YouTube, but I've seen it multiple times, and I'm, I'm going to hunt it down because I've told a lot of people about it, and I feel like I, I need to kind of stand and deliver. Um, there's a bunch of paparazzi outside of Marilyn Manson's hotel or whatever, and he comes out full, you know. Cool, I'm the king of darkness or whatever. Uh, and he's trying to be really cool and edgy, so he throws a smoke grenade down, thinking that it'll be a big puff of smoke and he can then disappear into his limousine and drive away, fooling the, the, the paparazzi around. He throws it down and nothing happens for about 30 <laughs> seconds. And all of the photographers look, are just staring at him. He's looking around being like, um, this was meant to be cooler. <laughs> and then just like, Fine wisp of smoke start to come out of the crowd. Yeah, it's not like a poof. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah, it's just like a fun. <laughs> and all you hear is like, oh, I, uh, the Manson like looks around. And is like, oh shit, get to the car, get to the car. That wasn't cool. Get to the car. And you see one journalist in the back. I'm like, was that a smoke grenade? <laughs> it is the funniest video because the look on his face, like, you can you can see it through, uh, like you can you can see it through the goth makeup. He's sadder than usual at that moment <laughs> good because he's also he's a piece of shit um, yeah. now in new Pokemon um, you won't be throwing out any smoke grenades you'll be throwing out uh, fluff fruit which sort of takes the, the place of apples um, so you feed the Pokemon you can use it as lures to they couldn't get the rights to you know, say apples force them to in- get close to each other to interact sometimes they get distracted in one of the trailers we see a, a Pikachu be like screw that I'm gonna go for this Ice cream in the sand. Cool. Um, lure got, them to special events. Yeah. And um, you got the Illumina Orb, which causes the Illumina Phenomena. Uh, causes a Pokemon to, quote, overflow with life energy, whatever the hell that means. I want to, can we put a pin in that exact line? Because I want to come back to it in a minute. I've seen um, when you go to like a bar or something like that, and somebody goes into a a, uh, a cubicle and they come back out and they're sort of sniffing a lot. I think they're <laughs> overflowing with life energy. Um, in New Pokemon Snap, it just makes Pokemon glow blue and sometimes quack. <laughs> There's a, a swan of like I mean, losing Hang on, are you telling me that when you're overflowing with life energy, you don't just sit there and quack? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't glow, yeah. I don't glow blue though. Not um, yet. You don't. It's you just think because you do. it's just because haven't modern been. science hasn't caught up with that yet. Hasn't caught up yet. Exactly. Um, they can also throw these orbs at crystal blooms. Um, that seems to just like amplify the effect of the Illumina orb. Um, and there are also a special Illumina Pokemon. So they're big, glowing Pokemon. Um, 
Lauren, the one they show off in the trailer. Oh, what's what's Meganium? That's one of your favorites, isn't it? My favorite starter. Uh, what did you what did you think of the Illumina Meganium? I mean, you know, it looks cool. It kind of has like those. Uh, it has the kind the of tattoos, like the yeah, the, like the like tattoos, big like the primal tattoos. You know, like yeah, I thought from- of like Big Gengar and Big Alakazam, like oh, yeah, oh, having, so having them fights. Um, or like from the the first Sims, the first Simpsons movie. Oh yeah, sure. Let's go with the that. First yep. Pokemon movie. Um, when the Venusaur and Blastoise and everything just kind of get birthed out of that. Movie. Oh yeah, the the clone <laughs> ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all got the, like the stripy tattoos on them. They're pretty sick. Hell's yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the first thing I thought when I saw them. Oh, but anything that, cool, that like but... highlights Meganium, I'm all about. Meganium I... is my boy and or girl. I did prefer to. Uh, um, there's a gender variant of Meganium where I think the boys have longer antennas, and I used to really like that. But I used to like making it a girl because I had a big flower on its neck too. So. Yeah, I, I love the feeling of seeing. I mean, what there's like eight thousand different pokemon now everyone's gonna have their different you know favorites and stuff like that and you got the ones that like a lot of people like, like a lot of people like child a lot of people like mute which you're gonna see in everything but when if you when one of your more obscure favorites gets really shown off in something it is I such a cool that. moment i remember seeing uh detective pikachu i love torterra torterra oh, is torterra brilliant. so fucking good so when torterra was a beast pardon the pun a big part of the film <laughs> I lost my mind. I almost cried. <laughs> it was so, so funny. Um, and that's one of the things I like about Pokemon Snap from what we've seen so far. It's a really cool um, mis- mix match of, of Pokemon that are being shown off. It, it's not mm. the one, you know, you get the classics, but it's not your stock standard like, okay, I expected this to be in the game. Mm-hmm. You see some weird ones. Um, yeah. Which is nice because eh? they, they're the ones that flesh out environments really well. Um, despite some of them being the creepiest things, what's that? Bar- Barbaroach? No, what's the, what's the one? It's like it's like a man made out of coral. A man made out of coral. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I've never yeah, he's, he's, he's awful. Barbaroach uh, is a little yeah. Barbaroach bar- bar- is, is, is a fish. fish. Yeah, it's like barbuncles. I don't know some shit. I don't know. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, you can take a photo. No, that's, carbuncle that's, sounds no, like that's that's a that's car- like a. A gear. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, carbuncles are like summon things. All Final is fantasy. forgiven. There are too many Pokemon. Yeah. Um, well, there's only like now other ways you can get one, them to, nice. to interact and sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say the first one had, um, obviously, because it was only after the first game was released, um, it only had 80, 80 or so Pokemon. And that felt like a lot then, you mm. know? Oh, yeah. Like, when you would be able to make them the um, Magnemites get together and then they would evolve, they would oh, combine oh, and evolve into Magneton and it was really cute and you're like, yes, yes, a new one. <laughs> so, like, this is having, like, 200. I, I wonder if the environments are going to be, like, jam-packed or I wonder if there's just going to be a lot of I think main one of the big things is, so, I mean, we'll get into more at the, um, a little bit further down, but the branching routes and the nighttime. Mm. Yeah, that's we'll a thing. I think we're going to cover really a lot split of split things up. Yeah, I think we're going to cover a lot of ground in terms of the amount of Pokemon. Even if they don't have a huge amount of maps, they're going to cover that by going okay, uh, split ro- split routes and also nighttime, and then also mm. you'll have your nighttime standard route and your nighttime split route, plus yeah. maybe a third variant if they really want to spice things up. But 
that might be a bit bit wild for a Pokemon game, so I'm not going to hold my breath. Wait, day and night, is there a third? No, I'm saying that if you have like a... <laughs> is there a third time? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that maybe on the night path you have a oh, third gotcha. split. Like, well, sorry, rather a second Gotcha, yeah, like split. the environment changes day and night, like the tides may go in and yeah, out. Yeah, so then there's gotcha. a different yep. a different road, like road that you can take only at night time. Um, other ways you can, uh, you know, get the Pokemon doing what you want. You can play a melody, make them dance, got some blossoms, do a little little boogie. Um, you can use your scan. Uh, your camera can scan the environment, which can reveal Pokemon and hidden aspects of the level, including aforementioned branching routes. Um, can also be used to get Pokemon's attention because it makes like, a little buzzing sound, something like that. So they get a little bit curious to come on over, which is cool. Now, as you get higher scores and increase your research level, more Pokemon will also be introduced into each biome. So that's another really good way of... I think once you've maxed down, you've taken, you know, 30 photos of a Doduo, maybe you stop seeing it. Or they mm. really cut down how much you see it that's to cool. make room for other ones. I, I think that's what's going to happen. What we saw in the trailer, it looked like they were taking a um, some photos of... I think it was an APOM. And in the, the Pokedex or photo book uh, entry... It looks still like four different challenges that were completed. So you have to take photos of it doing four different things. And then you sort of completed that Pokemon. You had the full score Mm. for it. You had the four different activities it could be doing. Um, So maybe at that point, it kind of just, you pass that level and, you know, you go into a better Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll find out Friday. Yeah. Um, Something I do like, I'm not going to use it because (laughs) it's gross, but I do like that they're doing it. Has tilt controllers. You can play it without. Um, but that, that, I think that's going to be a nice, I, natural feeling touch. Yeah, look, I still think that Nintendo really, really, really missed the mark with a Pokemon Snap sequel. It should have been done on, on the Wii U. It was the perfect mm. console to have done it. But we're getting it still, so I'm happy regardless. With that in mind, I recently started playing Breath of the Wild again. Because um, why wouldn't I? And... Yeah. I find that aiming the bow, like just making those minor adjustments, I will do the majority of the aiming with the control stick, but just the minor adjustment. So I'm no longer aiming at the neck, but rather at the head. Just a little flick of the controller is all that I need, and it's perfect. So mm. I hope something like that is what we're going to see in Pokemon Snap. I think I think that's going to be the best way of implementing it, rather than make it entirely dependent on you know, moving your controller around in all sorts of weird and wonderful directions to the majority of the aiming with a control stick and then you just tighten it up a little bit, just perfection, and there you go. That'd be nice. I, f- I think just tilting it to those angles. It'll be, I wonder if there's an X and Y axis sort of tilt to the camera as well because mm-hmm. um, that can make things quite interesting. But we'll yeah. find out. Um, now, with these photos, you also get a squad of... Okay, for... You know how you guys know that I like to get annoyed at stupid things that shouldn't be annoying. Mm-hmm. Each photo gets between one and four stars. One yeah. and f- wh- yeah. why not? F- I know I'm yelling at nothing here, <laughs> <laughs> but they um, say that I'm like, oh, that's a mistake. That's a mistake in your video game. You've you've done a mistake. This is your big game, and you've done a, 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 a goof. Because it should be five see. stars because that's how life works. I think that maybe the five stars will be reserved 
explicitly for the best photos of hidden Pokemon in a level. Ah, mm. uh, okay. All right, I'll allow that. But if that's not the case... If that's then not the case, mode, then it's stupid. Yeah, I agree. StoryModeGaming.com will be adopting a... Uh, we're going to rate games between 36 and 82. Yeah. Um, from now on, I'm oh, not going to save the big... It could be golf rules. Who knows? Maybe the lowest score is better. I don't know. I don't. I like mean, it. to be fair, it's like the rest of games journalism and gaming reviews. The numbers are made up and don't fucking mean anything. If you like the game, you like the game. End of story. It's true. True that. And if that um, isn't the case, Jesse will hunt you down, Simon, for putting the idea in his head that it could be better. So. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, something else I'm really, really looking forward to this. You can edit your photos. So as yeah. photo bros in games have shown us, you can yeah. ed- edit your uh, your grain and contrast and all that type of stuff. Cool. But stickers. And in the example, we saw that a, a, a bearware, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Be- yeah. Uh, they, they put stickers on it. It's it, it, teacher. It's very cute. It's got little glasses on it and a book and a pen. Fantastic. I think it's the most adorable thing I've ever goddamn seen. Um, how, how are you guys feeling about, like, the editing of something? Is that something you're going to fall into? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Maybe for a couple photos at least. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely interested to give it a, a red-hot go, but whether or not I stick with it. I I think it will come down to how many options you have with the sticker mode. Because that's what I find turns me off is that if I go, oh, it'd be really fun to put this onto, um, I don't know, let's say a Totodile. I want to I wanna give him like a fun little hat and a walking stick and make him look like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the walking stick at all. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm immediately put off. So, so if they- if this, What you're saying is, is if this game doesn't have a walking stick sticker in it, yeah, you're going to give it a 36 out of 82. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, Fair maybe enough. maybe a seven and a half out of twelve apricots. Oh no, the apricots! Oh yeah, in. the apricots. <laughs> do you guys find uh, you guys play Switch more than I do? Yes. So maybe I'm doing this wrong. Possibly. But the Im- the photo sharing, like sharing it to to Twitter and social media, is that really wonky on the Switch, or am I just doing it wrong? It's a bit weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Yeah, it's uh, annoying because when games come out that have a really good photo mode, I'm thinking mainly um, Ghost of Shima, which I have an article about. And Spider Man, mm. they were great, like amazing games that people kept talking about them. But the the thing that really made them ignite online is that you could share your photo, so yes. you weren't just talking. You're like, here's a photo of the moment, and this is how I felt about it. Or here's yeah. a really cool shot I took, and it became addicted, um, addictive, and people got really into it. And same with like uh, Horizon had a really good photo mode as well. I'm just worried that with the Nintendo Switch's nah, iffy sharing capabilities, that won't happen as much. Or it, it's going to be too much effort to really get into. Look, I think it's going to come down to those who are dedicated enough and proud enough of their photo will share it regardless, uh, in spite of the issues presented by um, the, the sharing capabilities yeah, I agree, of I agree of with that, like... I think people who are hardcore enough will share it either way. Like, it doesn't matter how hard it is, they'll do it. Yeah. yeah. But and I think the, people like me will uh, yeah. fall off. And that's a shame because I want to share these photos. And the thing is, is that the sharing to social media is part of a bigger problem with Nintendo Switch online as a, as a general concept. So yeah. it's one of those things that if we want it to be addressed and fixed, 
Nintendo are going to have to tackle a much bigger beast. So, unfortunately, yeah. you might just have to get used to the clunkiness if you are going to share uh, your, your stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I know that's the problem. That's mm, it frustrates me as well. It really does. <laughs> Well, if you are online, though, and you see some of these photos that you like, uh, make sure you go on and you, you can give them a like or a rank, and it ups their rank, and I think you can get, like, onto, like, the Nintendo cover page if your photo gets enough likes and all that type of type of wank, um, mm-hmm. which I'll do. I like it. Because I need um, an ego boost. And I need and validation I from strangers, validation, please. Though. 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's why we started this time. <laughs> exactly. I'm just Whole reminding people. I'm reminding all of our audience that I would love and appreciate any validation you could give me. Um, now, we're all fans of the original Pokemon Snap. How, how are we feeling about new Pokemon Snap? I think it looks really good. There I'm is one thing sad. that I wanted to pin that I want to now unpin and discuss, being the the Luminary Orb or whatever the hell it's called. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? It says it makes them glow like overflowing with life energy right so does that mean theoretically you could bring something back from the dead like if it's just died and you throw an orb at this thing it's now got a whole bunch of life energy does that is that how that works or is it like calm down scarlet (laughs) witch uh look full metal alchemist would have been a better better comparison but what year is it well, that's a great. I idea. will. What was it about not not moving on from the past with your skinny <laughs> jeans? Touche. <laughs> but yeah, that's why? Well, so you think there's going to be a really sad Cubone? Oh my god! All the could ones you can. imagine? That would break well, you, you, my heart. You could just like flat out kill a spirit tomb with it. Yeah. Although speaking <laughs> of, sorry, speaking of killing Pokemon in the trailer, we see a Pidgeot just absolutely freaking. Get into a Magikarp, picks it up, flies off, it didn't eat brain. There was a comment in um, one of the trailers that I watched, which said, yes, imagine throwing the, the orb, the luminary orb, whatever the hell it's called, at that Magikarp as it gets eaten by the Pidgeot and it evolves, bursting out of Pidgeot <laughs> as it turns into a Gyarados, like the weirdest chest. And you know what the worst part about it is? Imagine taking that you know, once in a lifetime photo and then getting four stars for it. Because <laughs> it didn't involve any secret legendary Pokemon. Just wait, there will be Mew right at the end of the game, and you take one photo of that bad boy, five stars. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? How are you feeling about this? Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. Very excited for it. I think this is definitely the light-hearted, fun Pokemon adventure that I want. Uh, yeah. Especially at this point, nothing too much in it. You know, just kind of. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying playing Bowser's Fury, like the Bowser's Fury part of it, not the Mario 3D Mario part of it. And I, I tend to kind of run around in that world for half an hour and then switch it off. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying that this is a game that I can do that. And I feel like I'm not going to lose progress for it. Like, I think it's a, it's a good, as in like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, what the hell was I doing? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, that kind of a situation. And also, like, because I loved Pokemon Snap when I was younger, loved it with all my heart. I'm so excited to get get back into it and kind of see, like, what they can – because that impressed me with, like I said, with, like, the evolution of the Pokemon as you kind of went through, like, you know, talking to your friends at school about, like, how to 
how you got the Gyarados to come out of the waterfall, like how to get the secret environments and all that kind of stuff. So like this is going to be really cool. It's going to be another one of those like yeah. the subreddit goes wild on the first couple of days. Oh, yeah. guarantee All these secrets. Like I love when that happens. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I can, Have I you can... seen the, the printer? What? The special printer. Is it a Rotom? No. no, no. So... <laughs> Nintendo, what? you can look this up. Nintendo has um, teamed up with Fujifilm and you've oh, got this Oh, this is real little, life. Oh, God yeah, damn it. Yeah, no, no, no. Real you've got this little, little portable printer that's like got a Pikachu on it and you can print out Ooh. your um, your pictures Ooh. from the game as like little Polaroids in real life. Um, well, it isn't can we buy it? Wait, is that like a thing to buy? Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's not quite as cool as taking it down to Blockbuster and getting it printed, but it's, it's pretty true. close. It's true. That's yeah. fair call. Yeah. Pretty damn close. Oh, I think even there's like a there's like a printer in the game. Everyone thinks the rotom. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. No, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a fool. But this, <laughs> you are. This game yeah. raises one huge question for me. Why Go does on. it look so damn good? Whereas the mainline Pokemon games <laughs> look this like game shit. Freak didn't make it. <laughs> we almost made it. Through an entire Pokemon <laughs> segment. I know. Almost. I Almost. had to. Okay. You, had, you made, I knew where that was going. That's why I cracked open another beer. That's I knew where well that was deserved. Going. No, that's, that's it. Like, that's all I wanted to say on the map. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. It, it's, uh, this is so much more the direction I want Pokemon yes. to take. Cause I love the world of Pokemon. It, I find it fascinating, but I don't like the fundamentals of the mainline games anymore, the battling and the elite four and all that. I don't find that fun anymore. I feel like I've done it. You can tweak it as much as you want, but I've done that core concept. A dozen yeah, times like several, Give several me the weird times. things. Make, make these little, like give me, weird, give me Pokemon quest two for fuck's sake. Hell yeah. Um, oh, we yes. can stream that. Holy shit. Um, oh, I want amazing. weird games in the Pokemon universe. Fix Cause I know first. the universe. <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. I know what how everything works. You can make weird stuff in there. It'll be it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Nintendo, they never return my calls. Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah. you're in line after me. We're on, we're both on hold. Um, yeah. This game looks way deeper than I expected. It does. It looks. It, it could literally just be, hey, get in this like rail car thing, take photos, and I'll be happy. Mm. But the fact that there's these branching paths, these different ways to interact with Pokemon, the Pokemon interaction with each other looks really, really natural. Yes. Um, yeah. And really happy. Like, you see a bunch of, uh, oh, what are those little sad lizards? Little crying boy? Sad Sobble. lizard crying boy? Sobble. Oh, Sobble. Thank you. Yeah. I love that I can just describe them that poorly. You guys <laughs> get it. But they, like, three of them, like, put water onto a Venusaur and Venusaur gets up and all happy. I love that. That, that is goddamn adorable. Can Apart from that? the fact that Magikarp gets eaten by a Pidgeot in like the first ten Magikarp minutes of the game, Magikarp gets but. gets stuff. Do you know what I mean? Probably taken to a better pond or a better river or wherever <laughs> yeah. Magikarp. Maybe you he see was on him a, later on. But to be fair, that Magikarp was on a rock, dying. It's true because I don't know yeah, if Magikarp's yeah. meant to be on water or not. We don't know the context. I don't know the could context. They could life. know each other. That yeah. that Pidgeot and that Magikarp may be friends. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I. That would be really fun to see them like later on when the Magikarp's evolved into a Gyarados and he's just sat there with his like pigeon friend on his head. Like, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> um, now, moving on to some other news. This week, well, on the 21st of April, to be precise, Jeff Cappy Cap Kaplan, 
left Blizzard. Um, I'm just going to read through the article from Kotaku Australia. As of today, drink for this. In, in that case, April 21st, the man, the myth, the meme, Jeff Kaplan is no longer a member of the Overwatch team, or Blizzard for that matter. Kaplan's directive, director's chair will be filled by Aaron Keller, an 18-year Blizzard veteran who has worked on Overwatch and World of Warcraft. The company also delivered one final missive from Kaplan, although sadly not in the form of a long, endearingly rambly video for old time's sake. He says, I am leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 years. Uh, Kaplan wrote, using no capitalization, a true power move. Good work, Kotaku. <laughs> yeah. It was truly the honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create world and heroes for such a passionate audience. I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our game teams, and our players. But I want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me. In his own note, Keller said said he has no pretenses about filling Jeff's shoes, but he spent years working alongside Kaplan and is honoured to carry the torch forward. Keller also talked about the status of Overwatch 2. Speaking of Overwatch 2, development is continuing at a good pace, he, he wrote. We have an exceptional vision we're executing on. The reaction from many of you to the updates we shared at BlizzCon online thrilled us. And we have exciting reveals planned for this year and beyond as we ramp to launch. We'll be sharing more frequent updates about Overwatch 2 progress and new features in the live game with you all very soon. Kaplan ended his, Kaplan ended his farewell note with some encouraging words saying, Never accept the world as it appears to be. Always dare to see it, see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. Who wronged you, Kaplan? Who um, wronged you? Now, I believe uh, our own Lauren McLean has a poem. <laughs> no, I do. I do not. Do it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was so hoping you were just going to like ad lib something there. Yeah, just just wing. I am far too tired for that, my friend. Jeff, I'll Jeff do that poem Kaplan. where it's like, what is it? Like the letters that go down and you're just going to be like, J is for <laughs> justification. <laughs> e Jeff. is for efficiency. <laughs> Jeff said he was staying with Blizzard. He lied. He lied. <laughs> Just riff off, riff, this turns into suddenly like a slam poetry night or what? Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> um, for for context, there when we're going through the show at the start, Lauren just out of nowhere was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a poem about Jeff Kaplan." And I'm just holding it to it. Um, now Overwatch Two um, is in development, like like we just said. Um, hopefully, some more news is around the corner. But kind of like without Jeff, where 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 does it go? Because it's kind of like, you know, with Fallout, how when you think of Fallout, you think of Todd Howard because yeah. you always see his face when there's announcements and stuff like that. Jeff Kaplan was the same with Overwatch. When you think of Overwatch, you think of those, like they said, the rambly um, development update videos and the interviews and all that. It also leaves Blizzard in a weird spot because they've been, uh, for lack of a better term, wobbly in the past few years with a lot of layoffs um, and some uh, international level controversy. Uh, pushing a number of high-ranking team members and even co-founders at the door. So the fan base is a little bit ruffled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Overwatch 2, it's really important this lands properly because Overwatch is a really good, fun game and it's a mm-hmm. beloved game. Like, When did they come out? Like 20... I want to say 2016. I was going to say 2016? 15 or 16. 15, 16. Time. The no, fact that like people that. are still... Yeah, know, it's, it's still getting great numbers... People are still like the cosplay community has carried this game so well because oh, yeah. of how good the characters are. Um, 
Also, the, Instead, um, the R18 community have... Uh, <laughs> They've enjoyed I'm, Overwatch I'm, as well. I, I'm actually not kidding you. I have a friend who did Where some Where's this work. going? Okay. Bear with me. I had some friend... Uh, I, have, I have a friend who did some work for Blizzard on some Overwatch-related stuff, and mm. they were actually specifically told, look at some of this fan-made R18 stuff because they have got the, the proportions of the character perfect. I remember when Overwatch came out um, at the end of the year. I shit you not. There was like articles and stuff that went around that Pornhub said that Overwatch was its most search search term. I that remember year. that. Yeah, yeah, that was a while. Yeah. Um, mm. So cool. I mean, hey, people got Very into it. Uh, yeah. The fan base character. It was a uh, a year since the last hero was announced. Who was so- the last hero that dropped? Echo, 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 the like the hologram robot thingy. I think so. I haven't played I'm, it for a while. I'm so um, fucking out of the loop with Overwatch. I get angry with it <laughs> for no reason. You, you have you yeah, have like, a group of games. You're just like, I'm angry with it. Why? Don't know. Um, look, I th- <laughs> don't know. My my resentment towards Overwatch comes from the fact that it perpetrated and popularized the idea of loot boxes in the manner that they are now so widespread which then obviously eventually got the backlash it deserved but overwatch was still the pro- the the proprietor oh, of the well, initial concept in that sense and i don't like that i don't appreciate it i'm not very good at first person shooters so i'm already on the that's back what foot it is. that's on, what it on is that as well yeah and good scrub no you know what um, i mean and also i find the community surrounding it especially in game to be incredibly toxic and yeah that's a part that just completely depletes any enjoyment that i have if i am playing it with friends we'll play for a couple of games and it is a bit of fun when it's the handful of us laughing making stupid jokes whatever but there's always a few people which just completely ruin it and i'm like all right i'm done with this game make you feel sad i'm not i'm not setting myself up for that disappointment again and i'm done with i kind of looked at the um like online community with overwatch i I played a fair bit um i wasn't any good i just but play as Diva because Diva's amazing. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I was trying to. I was getting good. Um, is that kind of like it's kind of like how I've described how I how I looked at the Twitch community before I started streaming stuff of that. I saw the worst elements of it and thought that was everything, and that was the loudest part of it. But then when you get kind of get close to it, it's like okay, wait, there's a really cool, solid yeah. majority. I just was looking at a very vocal she. Sometimes you can get into like a really good group of players, yeah. staying yeah. with them for a few games, and it's like a really good day. And then other times, like that, yeah, you turn it on, play a couple matches. It's just that the toxicity was just disgusting, and you just turn it off. I yeah, mean, and that's that's yeah. the thing. Like I, I got burned too many times from the toxicity of Overwatch yeah. that I was like, no, you know what? I'm, and that's, I'm, and that's I'm done with it, and I don't. In, I'm not getting in any enjoyment out of this, so I'm done with mm. this game. Okay. See, I really enjoyed Hanzo from the Hanzo, sorry. Hanzo. 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 From the start. Because I love archers and stuff. So yeah. like I was I was all about it. And I was wrong for having that opinion. Yes. No, exactly. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I had, that I had so much fun with him because I really liked, you know, like, oh cool, I'm gonna scale this wall, which is just out of sight mm. for them, and I'm gonna, you know, be really cheeky and like just kill a couple of people. But oh no, you're wrong for doing that because Hanzo's broken and he's so bullshit and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, fine, I guess he's I'll play Reinhardt there. No, Reinhardt's too broken as you well. Know you, you should do. Broken. You know what I do. Off. This is my tip. 
mute Don't them. Listen. <laughs> That's what I do. But Jesse, you, you know, I do want to mute them. I have a lot of fun. So yeah. fuck you're it. Not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There was yeah. a, there's been a couple of times where, like, you know, you kind of get into the um, you get in, you get swept up in the and you start to try and think that you can resolve the issue that's happening and you cannot. You cannot. You, can, you, <laughs> you can't just, you deal cannot. with. There's some people, certain people online. I want to have an episode we kind of delve into. I think we've all had very rocky times with like online multiplayer communities, um, but also some good times. I want to have, I want to discuss that a bit more in detail. But I think when somebody's being like sexist, racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever, fuck them, throw them in the bin. But when people are just being overly competitive, if you don't like, like, why? My tip is just mute them. Oh, but that's the thing. Because at the moment, I'm like, hey, I'm having fun here. Am I winning every game? No. Am I playing this like as I quote should be? Hell no. Am I getting a lot of kills? Did I get play of the match? I did. Well, pretty cool. Play of the game. I got a, I got a robot. It's like the biggest form of like. I think when we were doing our, our previous site, that was one of our like moments of the year. Was like getting your first play of the game because like that triumphant music that comes on and that plays un- over the top of like you know, you know, showing what you did from your yeah. perspective and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that like that that feeling you get with that play of the game. Oh, thing is with, with oh, Overwatch, I've never like, felt that with anything else. Just from t- just talking about it, it's kind of like you know how they make like a pokies machine and the sounds, the colors, the everything about it is made for you to become addicted to it. It's made to mm-hmm. open up like the pleasure centers of your brain. That's yeah. what Overwatch is. It is so for me. It is just so well balanced. It looks pretty. The characters, I love the characters. I found it yesterday. McCree's first name is Jesse. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. Yeah, what? No, no, that five years ago. And, and Order- voiced by Matt Mercer, who is super popular for all Friend sorts of- Friend of the show. Like, honestly, um, I want to I I take Matt Mercer out for drinks one time. I want to take him out for a couple of pints and get hammered with him because he would be such a lad. That is an official invite. Yeah, please, um, hit us up. And I, I remember like when the game first came out, I was talking to some friends, like, what characters you want? And I remember going into detail about, like, I want, like, a centaur kind of character. I want something that is, uh, like, a quadruped, but stands upright and has, like, a cool gun or something like that. Just because I, every other character was quite humanoid. And they released, um, Odessa? Was it Odessa? Arissa. Arissa. Odessa. Yeah, Odessa's something completely different. Arissa. Yeah. And I'm like, like, are we on the same? Are you guys reading my notes? What? (laughs) Um, I, I, I adore the character. So, Getting back on, on, on the topic itself, it looks like no, we won't. More see- the no, <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take my own advice and mute you all. Um, now it looks like we well, get, I, won't get. Can I say any- a quick controversial opinion before we get back into that part? Yeah, sure. I really like loot boxes, man. <laughs> but no, but that's the thing. Loot boxes You're, can be done they right. They are designed think- to make you like them. That is the problem. They are. Specific. I like gambling. <laughs> that's no. That's exactly it. That's the point. It's gambling. It's it is. Right, just I'll put your pin in this because there's going to be a different episode. Yes, absolutely. A, I think there's a fair discussion. I think blanketing loot boxes all as bad is a mistake for me, at least. I think saying that they are good though is equally as bad. There is a a line in the middle, and I think that there is a realistic middle ground where it's like everyone wins and loses at equal amounts <laughs> but at the moment it's, it's very much skewed one way but we'll get into another episode um now this year with a digital e3 
and Activision Blizzard has already confirmed they won't be there in a traditional sense. Um, so we won't probably find out anything about Overwatch 2 there, but we did get like an hour, or about 40 minutes worth of discussion um, on it at BlizzCon. Uh, it looks like they've, every aspect of the game is up for grabs, like in regards to changes and improvements, which, which I like. So PvP, character progression, classes, maps, um, they look like they're ready to be changed. Also, they are looking to integrate the story into missions to enrich enrich the lore. Well, the lore of the game is actually pretty solid. That's something it's, I wanted to, to touch upon, is my favourite part of Overwatch isn't the game. It's everything it's, else. It's the everything world. Everything else. The yeah. characters. I don't like the gameplay because it's PvP first-person shooters. I don't like first-person shooters most of the time anyway, let alone PvP. And yet I love this world. I think it's so intriguing and so fun. It's amazing. And um, and those are uh, those like uh, little films basically that are made for each character. Oh, awesome! Made me cry. They are some of the best uh, additional gaming content I've ever seen. They rival Pixar stuff for me. Well, that's the thing. That I remember w- when it was coming out, and like one of the first trailers that dropped was showing. I think it was. Um, I think it was Tracer actually. And despite the fact that she has the worst voice out of any person I've ever heard in the world ever. Um, Cheers, love. <laughs> like, I, I really I, enjoyed I, 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 I can see why you take offense to it. <laughs> the thing oh, is, yeah, is that British. the voice actor <laughs> is English. She is a genuinely uh, lovely English lady, but she forces the accent she too it hard. And I hate it. It is, it's like when something's overdone. It's like junk rat. Overdesigned. It's junk rat's by an American man. Yeah, it, like... It's one of those things, like, I get it, I understand where you're coming from, but please just stop and rein it in a little bit and you're perfect. Anyway, like, the the, the Tracer um, opening movie where she rescues a couple of kids or whatever and, like, protects oh, yeah, that was cool. gauntlet. Yeah, that was, yeah. Rad, yeah. Rad, that like, one. That is so cool. That is such an awesome, like, video think- to introduce you to one of the easier characters to digest yeah. in this world. Before things start getting weird with, you know, ah, oh, there's several billion robots that are all kind of called Bastion, but none of Yum, them are, it's... but apart from this one. Oh, the, the, the Bastion video is the best one. Oh, yeah. The Bastion video is is beautiful because it's got that, it's got those Wally vibes where there's no dialogue needed. I, I just, we just know what's happening. It's just well acted as well. Oh, I love it. Um, I think just before we kind of like move on to what we want from Overwatch 2, a lot of that also comes down to character design. You can look at these characters and just their design tells the story. Now, Blizzard does amazing work with their character design. I think it's mm-hmm. summed up beautifully with Overwatch designs. Yeah, you look at them and you know their story, at least a part of it. And that is so such an amazing feat. And I think that's why it's done so well with like cosplay community because these are iconic characters. Every single one of them is an iconic character. It's amazing. Speaking of characters... Uh, with Overwatch 2, we did get a look at its first new character. Sojourn. Sojourn? Sojourn. A long-teased former captain of the Overwatch. Carry the railgun. Pretty cool. Uh, Sojourn is said to be, quote, right at the center of the overall plotline of Overwatch 2. She has like a cybernetic brain or something Ooh. like that. Um, so I think oh, that yeah, can link just- to the Omnics and stuff like that. I've just looked them up, and yeah, they look really cool. They look cool. Um, now, Lorne, you're, you're probably our biggest Overwatch fan in the group. Are there yeah. anything, what are the particular things you want for Overwatch 2? 
Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Well, the trailer was like, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, I, that, oh forget the trailer. Like, um, what, like your dream over Watch 2, what would it have? Uh, just, I, I don't know. Like, I really, I just, I really loved Overwatch the way it is. The events they do, um, mm. or maybe, maybe more, I don't know, diverse events, perhaps. Like the, snowball, rather than like Halloween every year, the winter thing out every year, like th- yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you know, think think it up. I know that it's, I, I know it's a big fucking deal, but like think it up. Try and try and change it up a little bit every year. You know that kind of that kind of situation. Um, I guess maybe I know that uh, balancing the characters and and how they play is something that you have to kind of do along the way. Yeah, but. I guess when you do the, um, that's what the beta testing all that was for. Like you look back at what Bastion used to be, and like he was like an un like before Bastion the game came sucked. out, he was like an so unstoppable much. machine. And so obviously, when people figure out the quirks and what they can do in like certain places on certain maps and all that kind of shit, but um, I don't know, maybe maybe a bit more fine tuning with the balancing to start off with, rather than getting it out there having. Uh, and this is this is the thing that's going to happen anyway. Having all these like millions of people play the game, find the vulnerabilities and then take advantage of them. Yeah. Um, but I guess yeah, that that's a hard thing because you're not going to know. Like you know, a dev team of how many people, you're going to find bits, but you're not going to yeah. find all of it. Well, you know. Actually, can I can I just bring up actually um, on a somewhat related note, Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay, bear with me on this. Control. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, just really quickly, everyone at home, Simon has now mentioned uh, hating Pokemon and now Final Fantasy XIV. So it's a generic cross it, story cross mode over episode. You, Come cross on. It over <laughs> your, cross them off, off your bingo board um, just for good measure. Control's a great game. Okay, you got there three in a row now. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias. There you go. <laughs> um, so. No, because you, you raise an interesting point about um, the dev teams not necessarily thinking the same way that players do. Because in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XIV, there was one point where the ninja class was designed in a particular way, but players found that if they did the opposite of what was intended, they could do much more damage and they were a much stronger class. And That's- the dev team looked at that and went, oh, we actually didn't think about it that way. You guys have out like outwitted us entirely and it's awesome so they they sort of accepted that appreciated it and went but we are still gonna have to fix it yeah. and mm-hmm. i feel like no matter how hard blizzard will try with overwatch 2 which i don't doubt they'll put in all the effort that they can because this is their sort of ride or die game um I think that there's going to be oversights. There's going to be you oh, know, 100%, nuances like, that they don't even think about. And there will be easy ways to do a million times the damage that the game should allow. Because, oh, yeah, if you stand in this one pixel and fire yeah. your gun at the ground four times and then fart, it will blow everything that's, up. That's the nature of these games, though. Like, I think I think everybody's based at launch. And they, I took maybe two years off Overwatch. And when I came back, I'm like, this is remarkably, it feels different. That's always um, so tough with those kind of games as well. Because, like, I really want to play Overwatch. And I'm sure, like, give me a day and I'll be able to. Because I don't, I've never cared about the meta. I, oh, yeah. I know well, that it makes it easier. But I I just don't care enough to to want to fall into it. Um, sometimes you just, you just want to play the game <laughs> sometimes. 
Yeah, like you just yeah, want to play the game. You just want to do what you do, you know, yeah. unless you, yeah, you, you pick Tracer on a certain map and everyone yells at you and you feel pressured not to pick Tracer. But why would you pick Tracer anyway? She's awful. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like um, uh, I think like it would take like a, a day, you know, like yeah. a, a good solid like six hours of playing to be like, all right, I think I figured out what, like uh, what it all looks like now and what everyone's moves Everyone's attacks and alts and all that kind of stuff are different. And hey, they buff Ugh. they buff Diva. Now when you yeah. call on your you call on your uh, your mech suit again, it does two hundred fifty percent damage rather than fifty percent damage. So you can actually get like, get a kill from it. Um, so oh, I kind of want to get someone. back. In, I kind of want to get back into it because I'm like, oh, oh, I get a lot of kills, <laughs> with Diva. I want to get back into it, and I want to hear the pachinko machine when you shoot your guns. Ah, it's so good. Okay, yeah, it's, they've gotten to me. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I'm excited for Overwatch 2. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I think they have a super good model and base to build off. I think people expecting a fundamentally different game are in for a bit of disappointment because it doesn't need to be. It's not that sort of game. Um, and when it launches, yeah, there's going to be bugs and there's going to be a bunch of things that aren't right with it because that's that's how these games are. But it's a rock tumbler. Yeah. And you give it some time and they'll slowly work out stuff. That's the... A, a game that requires balancing is never balanced at launch. It can't be because mm. that simply doesn't make any sense. If they turn, if a developer turns around and says a game is fully balanced, we're not touching it. That's a ma- that's a red flag to don't buy that game then because it's yeah. going to break. Yeah, um, but, but it I sucks think Blizzard- when, it, when it's like literally a week. And then they change everything, yeah. you know, or they change like that's like ugh. I like, like when games <laughs> steer into the, the 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 fuckery though. Like Destiny Two recently had. Uh, a glitch that could be exploited where you could bring like eight guardians into a raid and it was meant to be a raid for four. So oh, people yeah. were just wrecking shop. They were going to town. Um, and um, they turned around and said, no, nah, we'll keep it in. Yeah. We'll keep it in for like, for like two weeks. Have fun. We're going to have to remove this eventually, but hell, hell's yeah. And then they made, I think they actually made it easier to do. Like it wasn't a glitch so much you had to exploit. It was like, you can just do it on this one. Everyone else is doing it, so go nuts. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I'm sure in the next few months we'll have more Overwatch. And I, I think I think that there is um I've inceptioned myself. I've got a feeling that the story mode um Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS, will have some Overwatch in its future, because I'm I'm roaring. I, I I can hear Diva's guns in my head at the moment, <laughs> and I don't know what that is, but I need to play it. Also, I want to play as Widowmaker because Widowmaker has Just a sniper. All the all the lovely quotes. I used to love walking around the house saying the quotes, like May in the winter event when she does a little snowball throwing, and she's like, "I get to put the rock in this one." I used to love saying that when I threw <laughs> things around. I. Okay, I think we need to do an episode, like a bit of a uh, Overwatch in retrospective. Um, Overwatch in <laughs> retrospect. What? Um, because What's I want to talk about how much May pisses me off. Because she's such like an adorable she's character, the little backpack, day. and she's that little thing with her. It, it, it's great. I love her character. But I hate when she freezes me. <laughs> the rage I feel. Get good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, moving on. John Garvin, director of Day is Gone, had had some fuckery to say. This this <laughs> this pissed me off a little bit, but I want to yeah. get your your takes on it. 
So John Garvin, director of Days Gone, said that if you love a game and want a sequel, you should, quote, buy it at fucking full price. John Garvin made me swear there. Uh, rather than waiting for them to go on sale or coming to services such as PlayStation Plus. As an aside... Days Gone is currently free on PlayStation Plus. So this is a pretty good ad for it, I guess. Mm. Now, as per VGC.com, John Garvin was speaking to game designer David Jaffe on Jaffe's YouTube show. Where he was asked if he'd heard anything about any, quote, meaningful uptick of engagement with Days Gone since the game was added to the PlayStation Plus collection on PS5. He said, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest and it might piss some of them off. Yeah. So, if you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale, I got it through PlayStation Plus or whatever. Um, but how do you know you love a game until you've played it? Jeffy responded. Good question. I'm just saying you don't. But don't complain if a game doesn't get a, get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch, Garvin replied. It's like God of War got whatever number of millions of sales at launch and, you know, Day is Gone didn't. I'm just speaking for me personally as a developer... I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. <laughs> I can tell you what uh, that when we're doing uh, Siphon Filter Dark Mirror on PSP, we got so fucked on Dark Mirror because piracy was a thing and Sony, Sony wasn't really caught up on what piracy was doing to sales. And we know, we should, sorry, and we would show them Torrents. A Torrent site had 200,000 copies of Dark Mirror being downloaded. If I remember it right, the numbers could be wrong. But regardless, I was pissed off about it then. I was like, this is money out of my pocket. So I think the uptick engagement with the game is not as important as, did you buy the game at full price? Because if you did, then that supported the developers directly. Elsewhere in the four-hour interview, Garvin confirms that his departure from Ben Studios was based on his personality, rather than anything to do with the performance of Days Gone or any potential sequel talks. Yeah, no fucking uh, shit, Sherlock. <laughs> after being Sorry. asked directly by Jaffe if he was fired, Garvin replied, it was a lo- hard, long development, six years. I worked six years of crunch. And here's the thing, I love working crunch. I love what I do, so it's not that big a deal. But that doesn't mean it's good for me. So the last two years I've actually been away from the studio um, have actually been a blessing. I've been able to do what I do. Uh, sorry, do what I want. I've written three books and a uh, different thing. Blah, blah, blah. Later in the interview, Jaffe seeked to clarify this by asking, me reading between the lines would suggest that you were fired from Ben because you're a disruptive personality. And that work with a small team and a medium-sized team, but as the budget and stakes got higher and the number of people that got, had to work on the team got bigger, that personality, at least according to the company, was no longer the right fit. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Garden replied. So basically, this dude worked um, for Bend. Days Gone came out, didn't sell crazy well at launch. And as we've discussed on past podcasts, um, there there is nothing. There's actually nothing in stone yet that they approached Sony with. Hey, this is once this is our sequel. And Sony said no. That's still up in the air. Nothing has been locked in as of yet. There could still be a sequel in the work. There is a petition at the moment. Um, to get a Days Gone 2. I think at the last look, it had like 50,000 signatures on it. So there's a want there, but it's still sort of in limbo. But that's kind of why this came about. And he's saying, if we had better initial uh, day one sales or, you know, opening sales, Mm. like a God of War, there would be a sequel there. And he's put that back onto gamers. Wrong. First off, he's wrong. That's just so so rude. (laughs) It's, It's pretty shitty. 
there there is a lot I want to unpack and go off about on this one because fuck me that is the canister like the the toy box of all the excuses that the AAA gaming industry likes to come up with for whatever excuses they want yeah, that is basically every single one condensed into an interview, and I hate it. I absolutely hate everything he's saying. First off, if you want people to be more willing to buy games at full price at launch, stop withholding content to then be sold later on that down the line at a premium price. That doesn't then apply. Stop I know you. Right. Hold up. I know you're talking about games as a whole. That doesn't apply to Days Gone, to that's, be fair. But that's irrelevant. That's completely irrelevant, whether or not it applies to Days Gone, because people have been burned by the industry oh, no, so I, I, fucking hard that they're not willing to trust in a new IP until they wait a year and a half to see, oh, look, there isn't a Game of the Year edition, which includes all of the DLC for the same price as the game did when it, like, as, as the game came, when it came out. So, for I example... I kind of disagree with that, though. I... Please go go ahead. Like I would, I would love to hear. I think I think you touched on the point. I agree with that. The new IP. That's the one that's not gonna sell well. But you can say that about any game. Like when God of War came out, people bought it day one because it was an existing IP. People knew about it, and it was just a reboot of something that was established. It was established yes. character, established lore. Yes. They were willing to buy it, not knowing like there could have been DLC that came out next year. There was a game of the year edition, but we didn't know that at the time. Um, but the game of the year edition didn't add anything to it. There wasn't anything. exactly. But you don't know that when you first buy it. Same of with course. Days Gone. You don't know what's going to come, so that should that can't really affect your day one purchase because you don't know what's going to happen. I think you you touched on it though, new IP. But it's not just that. For example, um, let's have a look at some of the other games. For example, like Call of Duty, which get a yearly sequel. There's no point in me buying the game at launch when six months down the line, there's going to be a game of the year edition, which is going to provide all the DLC. Let's have a look at Tomb Raider, for example. That's a single player story driven narrative. And a year and a half down the line, there was a game of the year edition, which included all of the DLC and all of the optional content at the same price that the game was originally shipped for. And that yeah, I, is the big sticking point for a lot of people. I because agree with that, but I think that's a different topic. But you I think that's a different buy argument. the worst version of the game at launch. You are, yeah, you're you're with all games. You get with all games. the shittest so, but version Some games sell game. and some games don't. Absolutely. I mean, that's, the, that's the discussion here. I think what you're, the point you're trying to make about DLCs and stuff being added on and then being sold at the same price is a different conversation. It, it, I agree with that conversation. But I think with this... It's not so much a case because you don't know if Days Gone's going to have DLC. You don't know if it's going to be annualized. You don't know any of that at launch. And that's correct. Because that's, but that's the same with every game. That's the same with God of War, same with Horizon, Spider Man, blah, blah, blah. However, going into that as well, he says you want to buy the game at full price. Then, um, okay, first off, let's have a look at the current socioeconomic situation the world over, where there's currently, you know, a death and destruction rampaging everywhere. It came, out, it came out in 29. It came out last year. We're still in the, we're still in the, like, that was even with no, that sorry, in sorry, mind. No, sorry, April, April 2019. With that in mind, that was still in the middle of a huge recession once again. But again, again, you compare it to, you compare it to a game like God of War and God of War sold. Yes, but God of War is because it's a more polished product that people could originally see. Hey, look, this is a polished, finished guaranteed good game from a studio that we know and trust with an IP that we know and trust. And even still, it's How are you making me defend Ben? <laughs> Ben's studio is a good studio. Five Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having a dig at Ben's themselves. Like, I'm, they, they do good work. 
But again, it's the whole, it's a new IP. What does it do? Yeah. I think it's that's a, It's a zombie shooter. Cool. All right. Well, I might as well play Dead Rising where I can attach a chainsaw onto a motorbike and drive through a shopping center because that's really fun. What does this do? I the think the, great either. the type of zombie game was trying to be, it was trying to be this single player narrative driven zombie game that puts, uh, has an emotional edge to it. I can think of a game that's done that before and did it quite well. Got a sequel as well. Last of Us, or existed. This game came out in a very crowded, an overcrowded genre. Yes. When it came out, the previews for it were kind of sketchy. It like it was technically cool because you had the, the big hordes and stuff like that, which were just like a technical marvel. And that was cool, but the story and stuff like that, and the main character, Deacon, is apparently a bit... Eh, a bit of a dick. Um, and the big gimmick which was the bike wasn't lent into enough. So, cool. um, Sorry, I, I got my, my list of complaints about this as well because I, I disagreed with you on some points there, Keel. Uh, that's what you're killing. That's how many points I disagree with you on. I even disagree with your name. <laughs> oh, you wound me. <laughs> got you good. Because um, while I, I agree with the other points you make, I don't think they apply so much to this, but... He starts getting on about numbers and then say, says he doesn't have the numbers, which annoy me. This game came out the 26th of April, 2019. Like you said, that's $70, now it is even harder. But even 2019, that's not, a, that's not a small amount of money for some people. Yeah. It came out within three months of, these are the few games I just, I just found like kind of real quickly. Outer Worlds, Devil May Cry 5, Division 2, Sekiro, Plague Tale. Those games came out within about three month window of this. What made this stand out? So this no. game comes out. It doesn't have any. It's not a sequel to anything. It's not a known IP. This studio has been quiet for a long time. Their last game was a PSP game for memory. I couldn't be. I, haven't, I could have that wrong. Apologies for that. It's coming out through, during a busy window in a genre that's already fill, uh, filled. And this dude's now getting pissed off that people didn't just say, "Take, have the money, have have all my money for this game." Wouldn't shouldn't you be kind of happy saying, "Hey"? Like I know he's left the studio, and that probably ha- that may have to do with it. I don't know. He also said that he was extremely burnt out. He could have just been like, "Hey, I put in so like I damaged my lifestyle for this game, and it just hurts to see what's happened to it." Which, I get that, but I think lashing out yeah. like this is, is wrong. You Absolutely. should be kind of stoked that hey, this is on PlayStation Plus now. I I had no thoughts of playing this game, but now I do. I'm going to give it a go because everyone's come out recently and been like, "Hey, this game was actually pretty good. Give it a go." Yeah, this could the be the time where Sony's like, "Hey, hold up! A lot of people are playing this on PlayStation Plus. There's some really, really good movement here. Now, he, he's when we greenlight the sequel, yeah, because we've got more eyes on it. It's a new IP. It's a new IP isn't always going to succeed down the same route every time of just getting day one sales. Great, let's do it. Let's do a sequel. Sometimes they become a bit of a cult classic. They may get more interest somewhere else. In this case, PlayStation Plus, and Sony's like, okay, cool." Yeah. Now we know that this has backing. Now we know that a sequel will, or should, succeed. Let's do it. I think putting the blame on people is kind of, kind of shitty. I don't know. Lauren, what do you think? Uh, yeah, agreed. Agreed with basically <laughs> everything. Um, I have nothing more to say. No, no, no. We were I, passionate. Like, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. And also, like, um, like I put in a little... <laughs> My, my two words in the middle of everyone's yelling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like the reviews weren't that good. Yeah. You know, when it came out, they were mediocre. They were like, oh, you know, it's buggy. The hordes come in and, you know, it bugs out. You know, like, like you said, there wasn't much, like the bike wasn't as fleshed out as it was. Stories, like, pretty decent. Um, Cause yeah, Josh played through it not long ago, got the platinum for it. And I was kind of, I'm, I'm pretty much like a, a backseat gamer for a lot of those PlayStation titles because he will, he'd go ahead and play them. And I, you know, just sit there and take in all the story and all that. And like, it was pretty decent. Like I was actually very surprised that it, he came out the other end of it and was very positive towards it, but you just can't get past the fact that, um, yeah, when it came out, the reviews were exactly what everyone was expecting. So, like, during E3, like, I remember when it first um, showed him on the bike and everyone was like, ooh, bike, ooh, interesting, motorbikes, interesting, and then zombies came out and everyone went, oh, for fuck's sake. Because, yeah. you know, every, it was done. Yeah. It was they lit, It was so far at the end of the run. And this isn't just, like, a Days Gone bashing segment also, but they uh, – unfortunately, it was – uh, a game that was in this oversaturated genre and then when it came out it got the exact scores people were expecting so then no one even kind of gave it a second look yes. until now so like yeah. i agree with you though that jesse that um it being on playstation plus now could get a lot of people talking and thus could get sony to be like interesting okay good this is this is a good point maybe we should move forward maybe like how, what, what ideas do you have like you know give me a little insight of, of yeah. what um well what you could do with it all. Yeah. But they just, they didn't help themselves. And I mean, like, that's, that's so, it's just so rude to say buy it at full price. Like, dude, have you not been to Australia and seen that every game is a hundred bucks? Yeah. hundred dollars. Like I wanted to play Watch Dogs 2 the other day. Like I, I was like, oh, interesting. I'll go get it because I haven't played it before. I love open world games. Um, I, you know, I heard so many good things about it's it. It's pretty good. That's still mm. $99 digital. Oh, I know it's yeah, digital, digital. It's different, but like that's still ninety nine dollars digital, and I yes, there's no way, there's nah. no way. Even someone with a full time job with disposable income sees that and goes, "Sure, yeah." On a as, whim, as someone snap being eighty bucks, <laughs> it sucks, but I'm all for it. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I'll buy it, but I mean, not for it. Maybe we'll see. But if you sit there and want everyone to buy your game at full price all the time, then you have to somehow control. Um, every medium that people have access to purchase your game and say, this game can never go on sale. But I can guarantee you that that will actually end up losing you sales in the long run because there are Mm. so many games that I look at and go, when it goes on sale, I'm going to grab that. When it goes yeah. on sale, or like yeah, it's only twenty bucks. Yeah, Why and, not? like for example, the Resident Evil Three remake went on sale last week, and it was down to I think about thirty dollars. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm going to buy that now. And yeah. Like that's it. It's another sale at the end of the day, and that means that's another person with a like. That's another person in your audience who then hopefully will enjoy your game and will be in your corner. So word of mouth it to their friends. Absolutely, and this is the thing. I think Days Gone has a bit of a cult following at the moment because of word of mouth. Yeah. The way Garvin is speaking is so disrespectful to the people that actually care about the game. You to me, it seems like he's super insecure. Because he's not proud of the product that he's produced. Because he should be sat there going, you know what? I wasted or, you know, I I changed and destroyed my lifestyle for however long creating this game. But I'm so proud of the end product and I'm so happy it's on PlayStation Plus because it means that it can reach a much wider audience and more people get to experience the game that I spent so long lovingly creating. Like, mm-hmm. the the I know Supergiant are always an exception 
because they are just exceptional people. But the love and dedication that they pour into every single one of those games, that even if it doesn't sell a million copies, they're like, I'm so proud of all the work we did as a team. Like Team Cherry, I know these are indie devs, and I know that they have a very different outlook on all of this but they are so proud of the content that they have created and put out into the world and it shits me to see someone who is in a much better off quote unquote position just completely disrespecting all of that groundwork that these people put in and it's rude who i think it comes off really really poorly here unfortunately well not so much poorly i think this is really unfair he no longer works at bend and his comments make Bend and Days Gone look bad. And yeah. that sucks. If he still worked for him, I think his comments would be very, very different. It would be more along the lines of, we put a heap of effort into this game. You know, we know there was some, some, some issues there. We want to fix them. Hey, it's on PlayStation Plus. Go play it. Tell your friends to get onto it. And let's push Sony to get a sequel. Yeah. Like, I think Absolutely. a really important thing to do is if, you know, I, I try to do this as much as possible. If I buy a game on sale and it's good, I will tell everyone about it yes because i mean games that come out on launch day like you know come friday returnal and pokemon snap don't need my help to get out there you know what i mean they don't need the public's help they're out there the public just know about it but i remember picking up like a uh bullet storm for like 20 bucks bargain bin that game needs a sequel i will do anything in my power to get that game a sequel because bullet storm is incredibly fun. It is one of the most, it is up there as one of my favorite first person shooters. I, I hold it in the same regard as like a Titanfall 2. I love it. It's so much fun. Um, not getting a sequel and they've gone on, the developers are making outriders and stuff now. But I told a bunch of people to play it and I got a few people on board. And I think that's important. So with Days Gone, that happened here. I knew a bunch of people who really loved it. Um, Sean, friend of the show, Sean, who played Fortnite with a few times, he was telling me how important that game is to him. And he he made like after he spoke to me about, it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to download it. Yeah, he, this is this is a genuine fan of the game. It spoke to him in a way. I want to see if it does the same for me. Because just because a game doesn't get a good review doesn't mean it's good. It's not. It's a bad game. Yes, a game uh, is whatever it is to you. As I said earlier game reviews are made up numbers by people with a completely different opinion to you exactly if i mean you they're 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 buyers guide but um yeah i mean i love a bunch of games that got bad reviews and there are a bunch of views that got good review a bunch of games that got good reviews that i don't like it's completely yeah, up to you absolutely um but i i want to perform my own opinions and I, I really wish that garvin let people do that i think there's a little i don't want to speak too harsh on him because i don't know the rest of the context of this interview although i believe he did say something about one of the reasons uh, the game didn't sell well is because it didn't go, quote, woke. So I am going to make a few judgments about, about old, 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 oh old, old, really? old Johnny boy. He's, he is to be just fair, like a hurt man. He is yeah. just a man who's put all his stuff into this, put all his eggs in this basket. It didn't get the sequel. It got, you know, swimming in sevens, as people say. And, this, you know, people yeah. were kind of like, meh. And he's left. He's mad. And now he's feeling like games like the last of us who get flack for being woke and all that and he's like well i didn't do you know like, to be fair I, it was either john or it could have actually been david jaffe who made the comparison it was somebody in this interview said that i need to look into that more but um if that was said or whoever said it get stuffed yes. that's a dumb opinion to have <laughs> yes absolutely um opinion. also one other whole one other thing that was said that i want to 
punch a hole right through. He was talking about how piracy directly affected sales and therefore took money out of his pocket. No, that is not why piracy happens. If people pirate your game, there is generally speaking, like if it's a significant amount of people pirate your game, it's because either your DRM sucks and is doing more harm to legitimate buyers and purchasers of your game, um, either the game itself is so buggy that modders have had to fix it on your behalf, or it's not as widely available as it should be. Generally speaking, uh... piracy comes down to availability. Have a look at music piracy before Spotify became as big as it did and music streaming became a genuinely viable option. Yeah, iTunes the music, was doing the music industry got really badly hit. Yeah, but my yes, but I'm saying that with Spotify fixing that issue by going, hey, look, here's a nice, easy, legitimate way that you can access and listen to the majority of the music that you enjoy. Hey, look, the amount of pirates have decreased significantly. But, but, but it's also Spotify saying, hey, this is also free, but it's an app. Yeah, but the, but here's a, that's the thing. It's, it's you don't accessible. download anything. It, it, it's an app. It, the, the, I think it. It's accessible. That's the thing. That's what it comes down to: is the accessibility of a game. Um, and again, whether that is because it's not on enough platforms, it's not uh, available in certain regions or countries, um, it's not available without certain online DRM bullshit, like SimCity. Can people pirate our podcast? I mean, I everyone think listening, I fully support that. I mean, I think I want you to download could- this and put it onto a disc. And oh give my god! To your friend, Send us I a want you to give tape. one. Oh my god! Make a mix, oh, oh. like like make a mix CD of yeah. your favorite episodes of Story Mode, and like put it in your car and send us a photo of it because that would be the best fucking thing ever. I want I you to give that. one to your friend, and I want to give you to give one to your enemy. Okay, <laughs> mix bag. Let's see if we get some people on board. I want mix tapes. I am so I up want for this. a listener this so of good. our show to make a mixtape, give it to a crush. <laughs> Give it to your high school crush. Okay. I want you to stand outside their window with a boombox you know over your we, head we in the to- rain, <laughs> and that uh, you turn on, all you hear is. Welcome to Story Mode. I'm your host. <laughs> some shit, okay. The, the, we've Valentine's got, Day episode. We've got to start next week's episode with. If you're hearing this and someone has sent it to you, it means that they love you and appreciate you. Appreciate you, <laughs> and you should give them twenty bucks if you're the enemy. We have to appeal to all markets. Um, yeah. All right, so I think we'll wrap we'll wrap that part up because I think we've all I think we're all very much on the same page there. But it's it's a, it's a can of worms, and I think we need to discuss a few of the other worms that escaped. Yeah, um, separately, or, including that, like game prices and stuff. I thought you were full of passion. I like it. You're you're pa- pa- more passion than Lauren's green tea. tea. Okay, <laughs> that's right. That's a callback. Um, enjoy that crush. Um, now, like I did, like, like we did last week, uh, Resident Evil Village is doing its its demos. Last week was the Village demo. Really, really liked it. But we record these live on a Sunday night on Twitch.tv forward slash Storyman AUS. I'm getting so good at that. Um, and we release the episodes on a Tuesday night. The demo, for some arbitrary reason, becomes available in Australia between 3 a.m. Monday morning. And 11 a.m. Monday morning. So, whatever. Uh, the good news is I need to wake up at 6 o'clock tomorrow anyway. So, I'm going to play Resident Evil in the morning. And we're going to cut in my thoughts on it around... Wait. Here. 
thanks to that intro past Jesse, this is future Jesse here now uh, to talk about the Resident Evil Castle demo that I played uh, earlier this morning. Um, as you can imagine, the Resident Evil Village Castle demo takes place in the castle, La- Lady Dimitrice's castle. Um, one would assume, uh, and this tray, this sorry, this demo is a little bit more um, classic. Uh, Resident Evil. I've got, I've got real Resident Evil 2 vibes from this. Um, as you explore the castle, you get a lot more puzzles than we saw in the village demo, and a, uh, a lot of action, um, which was genuinely terrifying. Uh, one of the reasons this all works, though, is, holy shit, this is the best looking game I've ever seen on console. The I mentioned this with the Maiden demo um, on an earlier podcast. The RE engine is just, I, I didn't know it could do this. This is absolute witchcraft. The castles have got like these like gold details and all the walls and in the fireplaces and, you know, antique cutlery and everything. It, it looks stunning, but uh, it's also, you know, got a lot of blood in it. Um, as you walk around, you do a few classic puzzles, like, you know, putting a rock or uh, a, a gem into an eye socket and such, you know, normal locks that people install in their house. Uh, you're also hunted down by Lady Dimitrice's daughters, I guess. Um, if they are her daughters, Lady Dimitrice, I would like to ask for your, your bug vampire daughter's hand in marriage because I love them. Um, but they hunt you down. It, it, it's got like the whole like Mr. X sort of vibe to it as they, they come through. You can shoot at them, slow them down, but they uh, they also turn into bugs and fly at you, which is pretty cool. So you go to the castle, uh, and then you start making your way to the low, lower levels of the castle. It's the same as the village demo, you're half an hour, so I did kind of rush a fair bit. Um, I know next week that there is an hour where you can play either the village demo or the castle demo, so I think I will go back to the castle, because I feel like I did miss a lot. Um... One of those things being I completely missed the shop. Apparently, you can visit the, I suppose, speak to the Duke, who is a rotund fella who will take place of the merchant from you know, Resident Evil 4, the whatcha buying guy. He's, you know, just been on been on the party pies a bit. Um, so I'll begin that a bit of a go next week. But anyway, you make it into the lower levels of the castle. The level sort of intersects with what we saw in the Maiden demo. Um, so some uh, familiar areas, which is cool. Um, you get to fight some zombies. So they're, they're wielding tools now and weapons, and they are aggressive as hell. Uh, and genuinely terrifying. Like I mentioned with the village demo, the sound design is superb, especially through the PS5 uh, headphones. You have that 3D audio. So when you knew they were around, um, it was very unnerving. But yeah, when you take them, take them on, uh, you put a few bullets into their chest and nothing happens. You put a few bullets in the head and they slow down a bit, but they keep charging. These things are classic Resident Evil bullet sponges. And for that, I love them. Um, you take on a bit of a, a group at one point. Uh, I found the best thing was just to run through. I know you can get a shotgun, um, which is something that I will do properly next demo. It's the annoying thing about a half-hour demo. I'm looking back and thinking of all the, the areas and stuff that I, I missed out on. Um, eh, it is what it is. Uh, then you get to the end, and uh, vampire bug daughter uh, just just murders you, and the demo ends. Uh, loved it. 
loved it. This is, I know that they were going to, uh, they want to sort of marry the old school Resident Evil vibes with the action of four and sort of the new, uh, feelings of, of, of seven. And they've, uh, nailed it. This it looks spectacular. Uh, I've not, I don't have a bad word to say about them. I am thoroughly impressed from a technical standpoint, um, as a, a Resident Evil fan. I'm really, really pumped for this. It, it's a cool setting, I think, over the last two weeks playing both demos. The werewolves work, the vampires work, you know. It's cool to kind of break away from the traditional zombie tropes a little bit. There are still zombies in there, but I like to see these other supernatural creatures of the night, you know, coming to give me all sorts of grief. Um, I also am fairly certain that you can sort of trigger Lady Dimitris in these demos. I've seen some footage of it. Uh, she tall. She oh, oh, she big. Um, but there's like little details with her that when she's chasing after you, when she goes underneath a door, she holds onto her big old hat to get underneath. And you know that when she takes her hat off, there's gonna be an eyeball underneath it. But whatever, it's, it it works for me still. It little there, there's a lot of little details like that in regards to how the how the world is um, functioning and people are uh, sort of operating within. It's nice. It feels real. Uh, and fucking scary. Uh, I played it at like 6.30am. <laughs> and even then, pissed my pants just a little bit. So, uh, we'll probably have a few more thoughts on this coming closer to the game's release. But until then, um, let's cut back to the, let's cut back to the old story mode crew and see what they're up to. <clears throat> And we're back. What wow, a good! That was hilarious. That was good Thank thoughts. you for that, Jesse. That was what hilarious. Not just hilarious, but informative. And yes. I think that's one of the most important things. Um, but let's just say that last guy, his his voice, that lisp, ugh, yeah. ugh, mm-hmm. not for me, not for me. But what a good game slash what a bad game. Anyway, <laughs> when we release the podcast, which will be available on Spotify, and iTunes, and other podcasty things. Um, that little bit will be cut in. It's the future. Um, but with that, we should uh, wrap this one up, eh? So, like I said, we are on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe, leave us a review. It's a, a review means the world to us. A review is a really, really yes. good way to help boost us on iTunes. So um, give us a review. Get your crush to give us a review. Give your enemy to give us a review. If you've got a mixtape, I think we deserve it. Um, <laughs> as always, a big thank you to Fan Critical Podcast Network for all their support they have. A billion different podcasts that you can listen to reviews of movies, TV shows, all sorts. If you want to keep up to date with all the sto- all of the gaming news, storymodegaming.com. Um, give that a visit. We need to update it. We're, gonna, we're a little bit behind there, but I'm going to write a... Uh, I really want to write an article on Pokemon Snap. Like my Ghost of the Shima one. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a follow at StoryModeAUS. Like I mentioned before, we are on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash StoryModeAUS. We record these podcasts live every Sunday night. Um, we also have a bunch of other streams. We're doing Monster Final Fantasy, Persona 4, Fortnite, maybe some Apex soon, maybe some Overwatch soon. Who knows? Um, if you want to keep up to date, make sure you're following us on socials. And if you want to support us on Patreon, search for Fan Critical, chuck a couple of dollarinis our way, you get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. But with that, uh, Simon, Lauren, always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, no everyone, thanks for listening. Everyone in the live chat, 
thanks for watching. We'll be sticking around to talk talk some guff with you in the post yes. show, as always. Stick around um, for yes. the post show. Thanks. For- I mean shit. <laughs> That's what guff. That's buff. That was a Simpsons joke. The <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> he don't take no guff from no one. Guff? I mean shit. And then he gets punched. We're going to discuss what just happened in more in depth in the post show, I believe. <laughs> um, but yes, thanks for listening. Uh, we love you all. Be safe. Play some games. Go tell your crush how you feel. Yeah. Go tell your enemies how you feel. Get that mixtape out there. Okay, Don't, not just have, record your own mixtape. Whatever. Anyway, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Mwah. A little kiss. <laughs>